1: Food code. So, if you've been following us, you know that we were in San Diego last weekend um, for. Just becoming better coaches for the NCI Impact Collective Group, um, the Nutritional Coaching Institute. So Jason is our mentor and it was a weekend full of learning not only how to better improve our business, um, but also just to be better people, um, better coaches, better, you know, wives, better moms. Um, and we had some amazing speakers and we wanted to share with you guys kind of the key takeaways that we had from it because it's not only applying to like nutritional coaching or you know being in the nutrition space it's about being a better human Mm -hmm. being a better person being a happier person Um,
0: and there was a lot of great takeaways from this weekend and we just wanted to share them with you guys so many good takeaways so many good speakers so much energy in that room so much knowledge you know and I think surrounding yourself with other entrepreneurs is super important I know you and I are so thankful that we get to do this journey together because Mm -hmm. going at it alone as an entrepreneur and business owner, it's hard and it's It's very hard. Right. And so getting into that room with people who are smarter than us, who have walked the path that we're walking now, helps a ton and just so. hearing that everyone has struggled mm-hmm. is so nice to, it's like a breath
1: of fresh air because you feel like you're the only one sometimes and to know that people these you know people that are running very successful companies that are very happy in their lives it's just nice to know that they've been through what you feel like you're going through right now yeah
0: um and there is you know there's always hope <laughs> yep, there is, there is. So we're going to share our top five takeaways. Um, but first with our tip or trick, I wanted to share one of my favorite books that if you've followed me for a while, you've probably heard me talk about the five second rule. Um, it's a concept by Mel Robbins and she basically talks about anything in your life that you want to improve. Maybe you don't feel like getting up earlier to do it, or you don't feel like sitting down at the desk to write or journal or whatever the thing is you need to do. Five, four, three, two, one, Get up and go and do the thing that you need to do. That's only going to propel you forward. So many people start their day hitting the snooze button. And ultimately, we all know you hit the snooze button, you go back to sleep, you wake up, you hit the snooze button, you go back to sleep, and then you wake up more tired. Yes. Then, if you just five, four, three, two, one, sit up, like get out of bed, mm-hmm. get going, and don't even give your mind the power to let you snooze. I've I don't know why or when I started this. I have never been a snooze button
1: person. That's awesome. I just like I it just doesn't even have it in me. I think it's like the deep rooted the the anxiety of not waking up for something that I need to do, Yeah, <laughs> I think is what truly gets me out of bed. Like I have to wake up because I have to go coach. And if I don't get there, people aren't going to be able to work out. And so yeah. I think it's more, it's like, you know, internal that I'm scared, Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I've just never been a snooze person. Yeah.
0: Well, I like this concept, especially when it comes to afternoon workouts, because I much prefer working out in the morning mm-hmm. and whenever I'm having those thoughts that I don't want to do it or. Or I'm starting to hear my mind tell me stories that are false and untrue. Making excuses about, well, you know, you worked out three times already this week or it's okay to have a rest day or whatever it's just bs um mm-hmm. five four three two one just get up and go
1: and you'll always feel better once you, you get going feel better. so yep. that
0: is a fantastic book you can listen to it on audible i'll link it in the show notes but it's mel robbins you can also just search her on youtube mm-hmm. she's got a lot of um, different kind of like ted talks about yeah. it so that's my favorite so let's dive into our top five i'm really really excited about these yeah i uh I, I feel like we learned
1: so much from this weekend. It's and really hard to pick these five. It was we we had so many more, and we were just like, let's just condense it down to some ones that will be applicable to everyone. Um, and number one is, if you don't like what you are doing or the situation that you in that you are in, you can always change it. Mm-hmm. And Liz and I didn't love our jobs. They were safer. They were more comfortable. We were sitting at a desk. We were making a stable paycheck with a steady increase in salary, mm-hmm. making more money to be totally transparent. Yep. Had health insurance. <laughs> yep. Didn't have to worry about work after we left yeah. or on the weekends. Could take PTO days.
0: Yeah.
1: And you know, I just, it doesn't matter. I wasn't we happy. Yeah.
0: I wasn't happy. And I think it was Drew only the, uh, owner of Organifi that said, we're going to spend one third of our life at work. Yes. You know? And so he was talking about the minimum, culture. minimum, yeah. totally minimum. It's really more, in my opinion, more like yeah. half. Um, and especially as an entrepreneur, it's more like two thirds because we're yes. constantly working. Right. But if you don't like what you're doing, if you don't like the situation that you're in, if you don't like something, f- about yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, you have to understand that you have the power to change and you're the only person that can make the change. Absolutely. And we're not saying that you have to go quit your job. Maybe it's picking up a hobby that you
1: love mm-hmm. outside of work. If work is stable for you and sure, maybe you don't love your job, but you know that like getting into the entrepreneur space just isn't what you want to do. What do you want to do? Find a way to be involved in that outside of work. You know, it doesn't have to be drastic. We're not saying go quit your job today. No. What we are saying is that you have more power and control than you think, and it starts with one, I think your environment, mm-hmm. which we're going to get into later, but you have to understand that to see change, you have to make change. Mm-hmm. And nothing will change until you do so. And we're not saying one min- you know, millisecond of change. Like you have to start creating real change. Mm-hmm. And I talked about I talk about this with my clients all the time. When they are like, you know, I I wish I was seeing more you know, weight loss or I wish I, I felt different. I don't feel different. And we always say, what have you done? Look back at the past two to three weeks. Consistently, what major changes have you made? Mm-hmm. If you feel that you deserve that change, what major changes have we made?
0: And it's yeah. a hard question to answer sometimes. It really is. And you have to understand that you can't change for five days, right? If you're a smoker and you want to stop smoking... You have to stop smoking. You don't stop smoking for five days and say, I stopped smoking. And then you wonder why you're smoking again. I mean, you understand what I'm saying here, right? It's like change requires change. Sometimes that's really hard. I always talk with people about the impact and the ripple effect of small changes and how they add up to big Mm -hmm. results. Drinking more water is a very simple change that you can make. I'm asking you to do something more than you're doing right now. I'm not taking anything away from you. I'm not asking you to do anything else. And you watch how that water intake increases and how your weight or the scale finally starts to move, how you start to have clearer skin, how you start to have less cravings, how you have more energy. There are so many things in a ripple effect that can happen with small changes. So no, it does not have to be anything drastic like quitting your job. That said, if you don't like your work environment, you have the power to update your resume and Absolutely. apply for other jobs. Right? Absolutely. That was one of my biggest pet peeves, especially as a previous HR manager. Like, If people don't like their situation that they're in, there are... Plenty of opportunities out there to find a recruiter to help you find a new job, to change companies. If you need to change careers, like maybe go back to school, whatever you need to do to get that education to change your situation. Yeah, it's not going to be immediate. You're not going to go to school for a quarter or, you know, a semester (laughs) and be able to make this change. Beck and I studied nutrition for two, three years and we're still studying it, you know, and it took that time before we saw a big change happen in our life, Mm -hmm. but it requires behind the scene work. And you're the only person that can do that. I cannot handhold for you. I can't force you to drink the water. I can't force you to walk the 10,000 steps. Like those things that you want to change in your life, you have to start changing, focus on one at a time and. Just do it. Like there yeah. should be no other questions involved. If you really desire that change, you'll figure out a way. And I think a lot of that also starts with mindset.
1: How are you talking to yourself? You know, for like the example Liz, yeah, you know, I'm, if you're a smoker and, you know, someone asks you if you want a cigarette, I'm trying to quit. No, you say, I'm not a smoker anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you identifying? How are you speaking to yourself? How are, what words are you using in your mind and that is going to create action.
0: What do you actually believe? Yeah. You know, not I'm trying. No, I don't do that anymore. I think Drew Canole, the owner of Organifi, said you act your way into the new version of you. Totally. And for us, it resonated so much because we just did that seminar at yeah. the beginning of the year called Act as If. Yep. If you want something to change, if you want to be a different person, you have to start acting that way today. Yes. Not when you lose twenty pounds. No. Are you a fit person? No. You act like the fit person does. And then you lose the 20 pounds Absolutely. as a result Absolutely. of your action. Absolutely. So, Fake it till you make it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, you have to take action. So we know that all of the knowledge in the world is useless unless it's applied. Mm-hmm. So I wrote an email on this yesterday and I've been saying it for a couple of weeks. It's like, Knowledge isn't power. Nope. Applied knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. You have to take action behind what you know. And honestly, you have to take action when you don't know what the outcome is going to be.
1: Yeah, you have to trust, guys. You have to trust that the changes that you are making. Like, I promise you guys, if you start eating more vegetables and you start drinking more water, you're going to find a healthier version of yourself. It's not like, uh, I don't know. No, I promise you. Eating vegetables and drinking more water and cooking more at home is going to equal a healthier person. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's not like, eh, this is kind of iffy. You have to just trust that the process will work over time and the journey is part of it. And you understand that the journey is the, you know, necessary evil part of it. The part that you might not always feel your best every day. You might not always see the changes in the mirror every single day or as much as you think you should. But if you keep on that path, I promise you, you will find the result that you're looking for because it doesn't happen overnight. Like Liz said, the investment you make today may not show up tomorrow. Heck, it might not show up for another 30, 60, 90 days, Mm -hmm. but you have to keep trusting. Like Liz was saying with the Drew Canole that was speaking to us, act how you want to be perceived. Mm -hmm. Because if you want to be fit, you want to be healthy. Guess what fit and healthy people do?
0: They treat their bodies well. And you have to
1: start taking that action. Yeah
0: they eat healthy, they go for walks, they're active, they drink water, they eat vegetables like adults do. And they're
1: passionate about it. Like I am proud of how I am. I am Mm -hmm. proud of the actions I take. I'm consistent with my workouts. I'm consistent with cooking at home. I cook and I grocery shop every single week because it's what I do because that's who I am. Mm -hmm. It's not to get to an end result. It is not... I want to be a size six, so this is what I need to do until I get there. No, that is who I am. That is who I identify as. And I find that the prouder that you are of that person, the more likely you're going to act like that person. Mm -hmm. It's not just consistently.
0: Consistently. And here's the problem. The problem is we have instant gratification. This is our society now, right? You order something on Amazon Prime. It can be at your house within two hours or, you know, Instacart groceries are delivered. My favorite uh, within two hours. And it's like people see 21 day fix or Octavia or these fad diets. And they just expect that their small actions that they're taking are going to yield these ginormous results. No, no, this is backwards because those people who did the 21 day fix took massive action, unhealthy action in Mm -hmm. some ways. And yes, it yielded huge results. And 95% of those people are going to gain it back within three years. Yep. So why don't you just slow down take the action that you can do for the next 5, 10, 15 years and become that person that you identify as. Right now, today, whoever you are, you're not Susan who's 200 pounds. You're Susan who's fit and healthy and active Actively pursuing better version of herself. Yep. And if you do that every single day, you'll become the 150-pound yeah. Susan that yeah. you want to become. But if you constantly chase a number on the scale, you will never become fit and active and healthy Susan because you're going to be a yo-yo Susan. Yep, I was You don't want to be a yo-yo
1: Susan. I was listening to a podcast the other day that was actually saying... I forget the complete context, but it was basically someone that was very overweight and unhealthy, and for a year, they simply asked themselves in every situation, what would a healthy person do? I love it. They lost 100 pounds in a year. I love it. Simply asking themselves that question. Yep. Take the action. Act as you want to be perceived, guys. What do you want to be perceived as? I'm guessing it isn't someone that binge eats pizza every weekend, drinks too much, feels awful come Monday, and it's a vicious cycle. Mm Mm-hmm. Act as you want to be perceived. So the next number, number three, is your environment dictates who you become. And I cannot, oh my gosh, guys, I cannot preach this enough. Like I, I fully admit being around Liz each day helps me be a better person. She pushes me to be a better person. She eats how I eat. We have a completely similar balance with our intake and, you know, enjoying life at the same time. And that is helpful to be around because I am not chronically tempted by other people that are ordering drinks every night when we go out to eat or always wanting to do happy hour or always wanting to get pizza. Like you are completely tempted by those people Mm -hmm. and you have to accept that. And if they are not serving you in your life, I'm not saying just remove all your friends, discard your family. Like you have to just put yourself around people more
0: that will serve you better. 1000%. I was just telling some of my clients at the gym on Monday how thankful I was that we got to travel together and it's just not even a question. It's part of our routine that we went and worked out in the morning. It was nice in a hotel room where you have dumbbells and like minimal equipment that you're (laughs) pushing. And I'm like, okay, I got to push myself. Okay. She's got to push herself, you know, (laughs) because like, you, I don't push as hard if there's not somebody else Mm -hmm. in the room. Um, and we're not even doing the same workout, but that's just like how it works. But the other piece is that we set our environment up for success, right? We didn't go to the restaurants that have all the crappiest food. We looked up places that had some healthy options that we could go and we had, you know, the right Mm -hmm. foods that we could order. Um, and then in the same way at home, we live a very similar lifestyle, but we also both agree that we don't keep, junk in our house yep. on our worst day. So in our podcast with Christy Campbell, when I was talking with her, I love what she said. Her rule of thumb is if on your worst day, you would eat the whole pint of ice cream, then the ice cream's not in the house because yep. on your best day, it's easy. But on your worst day, when you're emotional and you're tired or whatever, you're stressed out, of course, you're going to eat the whole sleeve of Thin Mint Mm -hmm. chocolate chip or Girl Scout cookies, right? And so your environment does directly dictate who you become. This is your home environment. This is your kitchen. I was just talking with Becca offline about making my bed in the morning because it feels so neat and tidy. It starts your day. You're successful. You're setting yourself up to have a productive day versus having an unmade bed and everything is a mess. This is how I feel mentally. Mm-hmm. If I start my day, the bed is not made. The kitchen is a disaster. Mentally, I feel like a disaster because <laughs> I can't focus on things yep. and get in that creative space until my home is the way that it needs yep. to be. And my environment is set. So your environment, it dictates who you are, but it also dictates who you become. Mm-hmm. And if you don't change your environment, you're not going to change long term. Yeah. So, I'm going to go back to my years of working at Target and everyone wanting to go out for happy hour after work. I had to stop doing that because I wasn't going to become a fit and healthy person by going to happy hour. Nope. Guess what? You can make new friends, guys. Yeah. You can make new friends at the
1: gym. You can join a running group. You can try cooking classes. Like, there's plenty of places that you can make new friends. Just because you're 32 years old doesn't mean you can't make new friends. Mm-hmm. It's not too late in life, guys. Like Liz and I met two and a half years ago. I feel like I've known her forever. Mm-hmm. She became a friend instantly because we had similar interests, we had the same goals in mind, and that was refreshing. So if you've been in the same friends group for a long time and you feel that it's been hard to because every weekend your friends want to go out and you feel bad saying no to them and all of these reasons that you keep telling yourself guess what change is going to be real real hard okay so you have to find different situations like I said you don't have to completely discard these friends and family but if they aren't very supportive of you wanting to be a healthier version of yourself
0: I'm sorry to say it guys what kind of friends are they mm-hmm. you know you know I always think about you're the average of the five people you surround yourself Absolutely. with and you know, if you are the top salesperson in your company and you're hanging out with the five bottom people, like you're not going to be at the top for very long. If I'm the top salesperson or want to be the top salesperson, I'm trying to hang out with the top five salespeople (laughs) in the company, right? So the same thing, if you want to change your body in some way, go join a gym find a community go online Facebook groups there's free accountability Facebook groups post up some pictures find some people you know when I had Marcus I made a post in one of the mom groups that I was looking for people to walk with with our strollers I am not interested in doing a boot camp in the park with Mm -hmm. my stroller I was simply interested in going for a walk and networking and meeting other moms and then my gym time was separate from that but it's very very easy and there are a lot of people who are looking for connection in your community so you know a large part of what we Talked about this week was making those connections. Mm-hmm. And just like Becca said, even if you're 32 years old, it's not too late for friends. Like, no. I love meeting new people. Me too. I,
1: here's the thing I, for the past year and a half or so, or even more than that, I'll admit, I kind of joked about how I don't have a lot of friends. Like, I have my friends at the gym because I'm around them all the time, and my sister is my best friend. Um, And I joked about, you know, I my friends from college don't live around here, and we haven't stayed in touch as much. And I just didn't have a lot of people that like I went out with Mm -hmm. or went out to lunch with or anything like that. Um, And I fully now look back on it and accept that that's one hundred percent my fault. I could have reached out to different things. I could have gone to different groups. I was kind of a hermit. I was kind of introverted. I was like, I'm just going to stick to myself. And I since then. Meeting with meeting Liz and seeing how social she is and how proactive she is with the things she does, it has inspired me to want to go out more on a weeknight when normally I'm like, heck no, weeknights I don't go out. So we're going out in a couple weeks to a Thursday night to somewhere in Naperville well, with some story, other moms, story club, yeah. yeah. And I'm really excited about it. And yeah. I'm I'm very social when I'm out. I'm very friendly, um, but. I I was telling myself, I was identifying as someone that just doesn't have a lot of friends because people don't serve me. No, I just didn't have the right people that were serving me in my yeah, life.
0: I was going to say, I think it's really hard when your friends don't get it yep. right. When you are an entrepreneur, you're trying to grow a business, you're a new mom, you know, time is very limited. And I have a lot of friends that I love and adore, but we're not in the same place in our life anymore. And so I am on a mission to find people who are like-minded individuals. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for friends who are business owners, who are entrepreneurs and trying to grow their companies and also help other Mompreneurs grow so that we can mm-hmm. support each other, and I'm looking for people who have kids, and maybe we can have play dates and yeah. that we can push each other to, you know, grow because it's easy to get into our own little totally. Bubble. Art and I have been in our own little bubble. I mean, you and I hang out mostly yeah. through work and stuff, but outside of that, I don't go out with friends. No. And like I've talked about that before, like I have to be like intentional about finding time to yep. see other friends or even just calling, because you do you get so bogged down, and before you know, it's nine o'clock at night, and then. You know, you're on to the next day. So, anyways, I think just keep this at the forefront of your mind that your environment, who you're surrounding yourself with, it dictates who you become and it also impacts who you are. And so, if you want to change and you find that those friends or those circle of friends don't serve you anymore, I just want to tell you that it's okay. You know, there are friends in my life that I no longer talk to. Mm -hmm. They just. They served their time in my life, and now we are just on different paths. Yeah. And that's okay. I still love them, you know, but I just don't spend time with them Absolutely. because of how life is and kind. That's of- totally
1: fine. And I think that that brings us to the next one really well. So number four is people won't remember. Think about. I know this seems really morbid, but think about the concept of death. Always keep death close. If you died tomorrow. What would people remember you as? What would people say? People would not remember, you know, she was a size six and looked great. Mm. No, people care about how you make them feel, guys. People care about, are you a happy person on the day-to-day? Are you always wanting to reach out and compliment people? Are you friendly? Are you kind? Are you grateful? Or are you constantly complaining? Are you always negative? Are you telling people all the time about how you just need to lose 20 pounds and no diet works? Like, What is your conversation like on a day to day? What is the most things that you talk about on a day to day? Are they positive or are they negative? How are you making people feel? I've been really, really conscious and aware of this since I came back and I've realized I need to be better at this. I need to be better about reaching out to people, about scheduling time to meet with people, talking to people, giving little gifts here and there to tell people Mm -hmm. how much I appreciate them, writing handwritten notes more. Like There's so much you can do that
0: can make a huge impact on people's lives, even with a small action. Yeah. One of my best friends, she loves to send handwritten cards. And I mean, we've been doing it at the gym for a while, but it is definitely something that I need to be better about, not even just for clients, but for friends and for, yeah. you know, just people that I've met or talked to. And I can't remember exactly who it was. I think it was Jay Frugia that talked about, you know, within 48 hours, I'm following up with that person. Yep. I'm sending them a message on Instagram, just telling them how nice it was to meet them. And he is extremely busy. And I'm looking at this guy like, I mean, you're a millionaire. You train the highest of highest athletes here. Like if you have time to do this, there is no reason that I don't have time to do this. And I think it's just those little things that we can change in our life that will make such a huge impact on other people and how they feel. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, women to women, I want to be very clear in the fact that when you are talking with other women, be encouraging and stop asking them like what diet they're on, how much they weigh, you know, how much they've lost. I remember after having Marcus, people would say things, you know, that are very nice and complimenting. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side of those comments, I hadn't lost any weight. And yeah. so like as a trainer, like it's fine. Like I, you know, look at that. as just mm-hmm. as a point of, um, data, but I know, and I've spoken with so many moms postpartum that they struggle a lot with feeling like they have to get back to pre baby body immediately, or that they have to see that number on the scale in order for them to look good again. And as women, we need to just empower each other. If you're 190 pounds and you're confident, Rock 190 pounds. If you're happy and you're confident, do that and be happy. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be 143.2 or 130 pounds, right? Like no one really gives a shit what no one knows either. (laughs) No one knows
1: unless you tell them. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I don't care. Like Liz was saying, bless you for weighing yourself after this weekend." I was like, I don't want to know what I weigh right now. It does
0: not matter. (laughs) I I go off on how I feel. It was like, okay, what was the damage? How bad was the damage? You know, but I mean, also, I just, we started 75 hard. And so I I wanted to just have some metrics. But uh, if we didn't start 75 hard, trust that I would not step Mm -hmm. on the scale because it was like the llama coming back on to the scale. (laughs) 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 that's a story for another day but Uh, you know like i said like no one knows and really no one cares like i think i shared this story before and i'm really embarrassed to even say it but i'm sure people can relate to this when i studied abroad i would like look at like what size clothes they wore like oh is she wearing like a size 11 wow she doesn't look like she wears a size 11 like i wear a size 13 i'm not that much bigger than her and like these irrational fucked up thoughts and like way of looking because i was so unhappy and insecure in myself yes i was looking At those things to make me feel better.
1: Totally. You know what makes you feel better as a human, guys? Not being a size six. Nope. Being a good person makes you feel better. And being confident. I promise you, the more you compliment people in a day, the more you make other people feel good in a day, the better you're going to feel.
0: I promise. I promise you. So give somebody a compliment today. Yes. Let them know their butt looks good, even if they're not a size six, because you don't even know what size they are. Exactly. (laughs) I've been telling people more and more. I've
1: been really trying to do better at like complimenting people and telling people I like their shoes. I like their shirt. I like, you know, their new haircut, whatever it is Mm -hmm. like, you know, just talking to people, asking people how their day is, asking people how their kids are, whatever it might be. Just be interested in other people. Fun fact from this weekend. I think Jay shared actually. People normally spend 60 to
0: 70% of conversations talking about themselves. Doesn't surprise me. Uh, it doesn't surprise me either. You know, you have that like one friend that like calls and they just jabber, jabber, jabber. And then they're like, oh, got to go. <laughs> I just stop answering the phone. Huh? I like decided. And now I'm getting like texts like, hey, I haven't heard from you. And I'm like, well, it's because every time we had a conversation, <sighs> it was one sided. And I'm looking for friends who want to be yes. friends and not like mm. just here and then got to go. So anyways, last one here. And I absolutely love this. So this was uh, from one of our old mentors, Cody mm-hmm. McBroom. He's got a great uh, nutrition coaching company and we highly look up to him. And he has a quote here that says methods are many principles are few methods often change principles never do. And if this does not hit the nail on the head of our diet oh, culture, gosh, I don't it know is, what does.
1: I mean, like it, for those of you that don't fully understand the quote just yet. Let us explain it a little bit. So methods are many. Principles are few. The principles we are talking about are the principles we utilize with our clients. Drink more water. Eat more whole, unprocessed foods. Calorie deficits are necessary to lose weight. Move more in your day. Get more sleep. Principles are few. They are not going to change. The methods you can go about teaching people those and getting people to apply those in their life definitely are many. We use many different methods to get people to start doing those things, different ways of implementing habits. Different people have different needs in their lives. Some people come to us sleeping great, drinking plenty of water, but they have no clue about food. So we work on the food aspect of it Mm -hmm. and work on understanding food so that they understand what a calorie deficit looks like, what foods can provide you that with not being starving all day. So there's different methods to go about doing this, but the principles rarely change guys. They rarely change. And so the concept behind, you know, is it's the diet. I should do keto. No, I should do fasting. No, I should do Octavia. No, I should do whatever it is. Guess what? Most of those diets work because they are underlying principles similar to each other. Calorie deficit, whole and processed foods. They all work for the same reason. Not, di- not different reasons, not different principles. It's just the methods that are all behind them are slightly mm-hmm. different. Yeah.
0: And I think this is where people get so confused about nutrition and they feel so paralyzed that they don't even know what to eat. Like, should I eat at certain times of the day, not Mm -hmm. eat before a certain time or after a certain time? And there are a lot of different methods and those methods we can refer to as diets um, or dietary approaches to inflict change. And I just think it's so important that you all understand as our listeners, the principles of dieting will forever remain the same. If you need to lose weight, you're going to have to be in a calorie deficit. But if you've been in a calorie deficit for too long, your body is adapted, you're going to have to come out of that calorie deficit and restore your body and restore your hormones because your body will protect itself. And so that is a method that we use inside of the principles, right? If you come and you say, I want to lose five pounds and I'm already eating 1100 calories, my method is going to first be reverse diet you and get you to a place where we have calories to drop, right? And so I think it's just very, very important that the basis of nutrition goes back to the foundational habits that Becca mentioned. We'll link our other podcast here. Those principles will never change, but the method of helping you apply those principles and utilize those principles to inflict the result that you want for body composition or for performance or for health, those will constantly change and that's why what we do is so individualized guys how we work with
1: our clients completely changes from person to person because everyone has different baggage everyone has different pasts everyone has different goals they have different lifestyles and so The methods need to change because you cannot blanket an approach over everyone.
0: Well, and the method will change throughout the diet seasons for each person. So my method that I'm using right now is different than a method I'll use six months from now. Totally. Because my body will change and I will forever have to adjust in order to adapt. Absolutely. So I think it's just very important that you... Don't feel paralyzed by food because at the end of the day, it's all very foundational. Mm -hmm. And as long as you have those principles, those core principles, and you're living them out... All you have to do is tweak and adjust your method and you can get to any result that you want. Absolutely. So anyways, those are our top five takeaways from this past weekend and overall just how to be a better human. So we would love to hear from you. If there is a book that you recommend or self development practice or technique that you like, share it with us. Um, If you enjoy this podcast, please do us a huge favor and take a picture, tag us on Instagram, Liz Roman Nutrition, Becca Chills underscore nutrition. We'll link it in the show notes, but we want to hear from you. We want to know that you're listening and also um, see that you are helping other people listen to these messages as well. So we hope you guys have a great day and we will be back soon. Thank you for spending your time with us. We are honored to be able to help educate you and improve your life. If you've enjoyed this, please take a screenshot